Blog Talk Radio. Here at ACO Radio, American Communications Online, or any affiliated stations or websites are not responsible for what guests, hosts, or call-ins may say. All programming is intended for informational and entertainment purposes only. Apologize for the delay. <laughs> it's one of those days. Security, security, security. And then there was the internet. <laughs> Love and light, everybody. Uh, welcome aboard, all you ground troops spinning around smartly on the planet. This is Ascension Age. Uh, this is the time to be alive. It's uh, 2021 as we go around the solar system, or around the sun anyway, on this planet. And uh, we're out there in the many universes. And today, uh, Ascension Masters will take over the steering wheel, which we don't do that often. But uh, this is our Sunday go-to-meeting we've got planned on Sundays for those of you that want to stay grounded on the planet, I know most of you are linear because that's the way you were taught about time, space, energy, gravity, et cetera, et cetera. And uh, we've always used ancient type of uh, thoughts and words and deeds. And we're welcoming anybody that would like to participate in our programs uh, Life Coaches, uh, ACE Metaphysical Institute, Psychic University, Ascension Center Organization, and we are also historians, philosophers, and theosophists. And we work together with spirituality, mystical experiences, supernatural, philosophy, ancient wisdom, new thought teachings, and the Ascension Age is about welcoming Ascension Master Elder Guides in our Spiritual Science Cyberspace Culture Club on the planet. In other words, manifesting it, being, doing, having, and making it real. So we're building our spirituality wellness guides. For those who have known of light workers and truth seekers, which we helped establish on the planet, uh, always have been, always will be, and we have light bearers and we have uh, light workers uh, that, we coined the phrases and put them in, as well as truth seekers, as individuals in the modem of uh, the monad. And uh, Pythagoras, Pythagorean days back in the day, we sort of go forward with that realm of uh, ancient El gods and speaking of the cosmos. So uh, I formed 2012 after doing some other shows for other people this particular channel and i've been very happy to know that someone will show up the universe will always uh provide me another human as they come and grow and come and go in my life and they pass through my eternal consciousness and nature's god as their individual sparks spirits flames and i am one of the akashic field uh keepers of the flame so to speak we do uh uh, actually help form the memories that stay with us forever and ever over the waves that we speak of uh, in the laws of probability. 
that govern the morals and the modem uh, of uh, reality that people call uh, dimensions and uh, realms. So we're going to speak of those waves and probability and the laws of which in life we share and we co-create together. So it's nice to have an Internet evangelist uh, situation with what we call the cyberspace culture community on the Internet with other evangelists that rise to the occasion on Sundays for our Sunday go-to meeting. <laughs> So we know many people are spiritual but not religious, okay? So this is the truth about being in our Universal Life Church of Modesto, California, that's a not-for-profit. But we're also hearing, uh, staying legally uh, and properly correct. We have uh, formed a not-for-profit where I live in Gulf Breeze, Florida, as Teresa Jimmars Ministries do a business as Ascension Cosmos Oracles Corp. It was also part of the Ascension Center organization that we have a federal identification for, and Ascension Church Ohana, which we share with ACO brand acronym uh, with the Hawaii, my original location where I got my lightning struck a tree and uh, said that prophets always have some kind of lightning experience. I would have been dead had I not had sitting in my Cadillac with rubber tires on it, and I was a big fancy CEO, president, CEO of a corporation, making millions, offered $5 million for my company, and I just started it so I wouldn't give it up. But then I was highly pressured by the world with all the big company investors and bringing me money I didn't know how to cope with. So I asked God for assistance. That's when he hit the nail on the head or hit the Thor's hammer on the tree. <laughs> So there's a lot of metaphors, and we use those in archetypes to describe our stories in life because we are all the authors of our own life story. And I'm having trouble getting mine down in one place. I'm all over the board. I'm all over the Internet. But I used to be one of the major leaders in the world in international import and export working for the world governments in and out of country in and out of free zones uh, around the world. And I know that we work with such companies for ground control and space control. And, of course, we have FedEx. And I watch this go from international term globally in products and services or what we call GDP, goods, services, designs. And I lived through many presidents. I met President Reagan. I met President Bush. I met many other people, Jimmy Carter. Um, President Jimmy Carter and uh, his cabinet, and um, I guess what I'm trying to say now is that my language of extraterrestrials is coming full force, being that I died when I was a child. I was guided by little people that other people couldn't see, and I had uh, died in the second grade, went to White Sands, New Mexico, went up on spacecraft, not of Earth origin, meaning my other family in space. And uh, so I know about the tall whites and those that are look albino types with powder blue or skin or, or pale white skin. Uh, they wear suits. They have blue eyes of albino white skin, very tall whites. I've worked with them. I've worked with those that are hybrids on the planet like myself and Richard T. Knight, who will be joining me, who's also had experiences 
And I've asked him to be an ascension master with me, being that he died as well. So that's one of the conditions that uh, gods, uh, the El gods, all those above uh, in the various dimensions, realms, planes, and universes at the various levels. And we're going to talk about the seven heavens, the seven universes being universe, multiverse, metaverse, xenoverse, omniverse, alphaverse, and omegaverse, because those on the highest honor of seven orders of magnitude enjoy that which has always been because we're always striving to expand the expanse. It's what we do. We share our support groups in various ways around the world and in many other worlds. And we're going to talk to you today about expanding your consciousness with Pastor Richard Thomas Knight. And uh, oddly enough, strange that God has always projected me a projected me a Thomas in my life. I was married to Thomas Ray Morris. He was pastor's son, but he would not carry the uh, cloth or be a man of the cloth. And even the CIA asked him to don a robe for a while, but he did meet with the Pope. He, uh, and while he was in the army, uh, the Pope was outside. He went, he was there on the sidelines. And back in the day, you know, they had all the people on the sides and the Pope was coming, but he happened to be there for a reason. He had been visiting as um, well, like an agent, but uh, he, he touched the Pope because the Pope was falling down the stairs, but he happened to be, as God will have it, and that's what the Pope said, that uh, for a fraction of a moment, he was able to step in reality and catch him before he hit his head, tumbled down the stairs, and normally people don't touch him, but uh, the Pope of uh, the world church, the Catholic church, felt like he was guided to be there, so he sought him out because he just stepped back in the line uh, and uh, – or stepped back in the crowd. But because of the pope being the head of the Catholic Church, was able to know that it was an army man, and he sought him out of the barracks, and they uh, requested his presence, and he got to go to the uh, Vatican. So that's the spiritual story of uh, my husband, Thomas. Saving the Pope from hitting his head on the steps, being called, and all the army guys, he was really young then, 21 to 23, and they were like, ooh, what do you what? You know, the, the uh, first of all, the you know, the chiefs and all the people in the army wanted to know, you know, what, why he was called to the Vatican. <laughs> so you can imagine living a life on the planet when things happen, miracles happen. And you're just at the right place at the right time can throw these Thomases into a certain miraculous supernatural providence of life. And uh, so we believe in synchronicities or there are no coincidences. And so Thomas is now Richard Thomas Knight in my life. His name is K-N-I-G-H-T, just like the Knights of the Round Table. And I have a funny feeling because I have a memory of uh, – Back when we were in the day and we were warriors and uh, we realized that many people that were coming to uh, Jerusalem and uh, at the time would uh, have their fortunes uh, with them traveling to and from and uh, a path, a spiritual path was created where people would travel with their goats and their donkeys and their things and we started helping them make sure they could get to Jerusalem. So we started working as uh, those that kept secrets or people that like the first bankers is what it said, the Knights Templar. So there's a whole story on that. You can research it yourself. 
So as uh, past lifers, as ascension masters, we go back and we have these memories that return sometime on our life after we've died and come back. There's these levels of existence, and we're going to talk about those in consciousness today. Where do all these memories come from, and how do people know what their soul purpose is? So without further ado, uh, no one else is here. Let me spin the dial because I was late coming on. I don't know if we're going to have other uh, people come on, but just so Richard knows, I'm having a little trouble with my computer today. Well, my goodness, I can't get him on yet, so that's I've been trying. Okay, let's try one more time. Uh, folks, I've uh, turned my computers off and on, and my Internet's been blinking lights, red, yellow, and green. And uh, since I need the Internet, I'm hoping I can get Richard on here. Hold on, Richard. Uh, let's see. Let me try one more time. Ah, Richard, is that you? Pastor Richard, can you hear me on the planet Earth? Hello? Yes, I am present. Oh, there you are. <laughs> Tuning in to the uh, Pastor Richard tonight. <laughs> yes, okay, folks. We found him in the airwaves, the radio waves. Okay. How are you tonight, sir, Pastor Richard Knight? Actually, night, night, or night, night. <laughs> Get it? Night, night. <laughs> night, Richard. Pastor yes. Richard, I'm sure you have a lot of stories to tell us today. So, Make us happy. I don't see uh, Brother Ben Pelham. He didn't show up. So it might be because I was late getting on or I didn't respond to his email. So I apologize to Ben Pelham, who I hope he'll come and help us with the Ace Folk Life as he is an artist and a musician and a historian and has his own domains. So he was thinking about coming today and sharing his spiritual story, but I don't see him. But if he shows up, I will put him on with you, Richard. So Richard, Pastor Richard T. Knight, tell us a little bit about your past lives and consciousness and what we can do to help others find their past lives. And I want to talk about the seven levels and the God numbers and all that. So I'll take over whenever you need a break. But you now have the floor, sir, so or the podium, I guess I should say. Can you see that podium? <laughs> it's in cyberspace. Yeah. It's all yours. I'll mute. <clears throat> okay. Go ahead. All right. Well. Stages of consciousness, that's a grandiose topic for sure. It's open to everybody's perception and everybody's way of viewing it and all this kind of thing. Now, of course, if you go through orthodox psychology, of course, it will tell you that you have your consciousness, which is your base reality of who you are, your identification of how you relate to yourself and how you relate to the world around you. Then, of course, you have your subconscious, and your subconscious allegedly contains all of your memories that have been laid with you since you were born, basically speaking, and absorbed all of the various uh, tracks of information, teachings, wisdom, everything that you had gone through for the first five or so years of your infancy until you became a toddler, and then basically they became imprinted. Then, of course, any and all tragedy... Uh, you know, any kind of trauma or abuse or anything of that nature is also laid in that record as well. And so later in life, they become buttons or triggers uh, that in turn, when you see a similar situation in front of you, uh, they trigger these memories. And some people have, you know, very adverse reactions to certain circumstances because of these traumas and so forth that have not been worked out. 
Then, of course, you, you spring forward from your subconscious into your superconscious. And your superconscious is what I refer to as the higher self, but superconscious is just as good a word because it implies that your consciousness is not only your own, but you are joining in the consciousness of the race and the consciousness of many others. And it is through the superconsciousness that we are able to uh, realize exactly how infinite we are and exactly how explicit our spiritual entity is, our spiritual essence. And it's through our spiritual essence that we in turn are able to uh, experience all kinds of different things on all kinds of different levels. And now, of course, when we say the word dimension, we're talking frequency and uh, a change in frequency and a change in light and a change in uh, vibration. And that basically when it comes to uh, the various realities throughout all of creation, there are huge, uh, a large amount of dimensions that are all basically separated from each other because they radiate a different frequency, a different light code, and a different vibration. So the, the biggest trend right now, uh, as far as people are concerned, is the grand shift or the shift from the third dimension into the fifth dimension. Well, of course, you're talking raising vibration and frequency only a couple of octaves per se or vibrational levels in order to be able to become aware with your senses that you are no longer purely in the third dimension, that you are now also existing in the fifth dimension. And, of course, uh, a new earth has been created, you could say, on a parallel timeline that in turn vibrates at this higher frequency. And the big distinguishment is that this higher frequency will not allow any lower vibrations into its panorama of existence. So, uh, you know, in 3D, of course, we have a lot of negative vibrations and negative frequencies um, because, you know, we are very emotional beings and our emotions, of course, create all kinds of negative concepts and all kinds of uh, different things of that nature like anger and hatred and fear, fear being the most prominent, of course. So when you go to attempt to join into a conscious level of the fifth dimension, all of your fear and your hatred and all of that has to be released. In other words, it's seen on a spiritual level kind of like baggage. Okay, you can't bring your baggage with you because if you do, you're going to find that uh, you're not really forced to release it, but you are uh, antagonized or very sternly encouraged to release it simply because in a higher vibration and frequency, all of those old paradigms have no use. So you're, you're not just talking a change of physicality uh, but you're also talk, talking a serious change in emotionality as well as, you know, different mental concepts and a brand new paradigm or a way of doing things or a way of looking at things. And that is what a paradigm is. It is, is the way that something is uh, understood uh, with knowledge and acceptance. And that, too, is part of the process. You have to be able to accept that you can allow yourself to expand outwardly in awareness and consciousness that you are not just singularly 
the given individual you were um, taught to perceive yourself as, a very limited being, uh, you know, in this skin suit as a human being, you are far more uh, expanded out as a spiritual essence, as a spiritual being, and very divine and very immortal, where, you know, uh, the division comes in that naturally, yes, we do age, and eventually this skin suit will eventually fall apart and cease to desist. But there is no such thing as death because the very word death means nothing more than change. So that is the only thing that is absolutely, uh, completely perseverant, per, uh, you know, it pervades all of creation and that is change. It is the one thing that we cannot uh, get around or uh, do without, basically speaking. However, change is also the one thing that human beings resist the most because naturally we love to understand where we are at and where we are coming from and we love to understand with that knowing that we have a ready field of existence, an energetic field of existence that we have created around ourselves and that in turn other human beings have done the same. So we share this created field of energy when we are in social circumstances. And then in turn, we, we share even a broader field of consciousness as an entire race, as human beings as a race, rather than just as a given individual. And so it's concluded on a physical level, on a mental level, and an emotional level, and from a spiritual understanding that we as a race create what the world is that we revolve around and interact with on a conscious level um, with our awareness and so forth. And so then in, in turn, each given individual creates their own internal world or their own perceptions and concepts of how they uh, interact with the world around them and other persons outside of themselves. So consciousness is very expansive and it can be very internal and it can be very external. It just depends on what relation you're giving it and what perspective you happen to be taking a look at. So naturally, you know, uh, I can remember as a teenager reading the works of Alice Bailey, reading about all the various heavens and so forth. And of course, her understanding was that, you know, each given individual designs for themselves the heaven that they will arrive at once they have passed through their physical body and no longer have a use of their physical body because they have completed whatever it was, lesson-wise, etc., that they came here to accomplish. Perhaps some kind of mission, perhaps some kind of uh, expression of self, whether it be in art, whether it be through paintings, whether it be through music, uh, you know, various instruments uh, as an instrumentalist, or perhaps as a singer. All kinds of various expressions that basically denote or leave kind of what you would call a energetic signature of that person's being. And so Alice would, of course, denote that there were numerous heavens because each individual, as they are brought up as a child, are given instructions into whatever religious and cultural heritage they happen to have. And so a belief in a specific heaven, in turn, is formed in their mind and their consciousness, and this becomes a significant part of their beliefs. And so herein comes the big news because naturally what you believe you can make happen. And of course, if you have faith, then in turn you believe 
through your own personal faith that in turn it will occur. So there's all kinds of things in that regards because those are, those are two big terms there. You have to have belief. In other words, you, you believe in what you perceive to be real or to perceive to be the truth or perceive to be the grand understanding of how things work and how things are. And of course, you have faith in the fact being that you believe, at least from a positive aspect, that everything positive will in turn unravel in front of you in your future. So we are constantly looking back at the past, and the past in turn helps create our now, and then in turn our now and our past combined oftentimes create our future. So in letting go of our baggage, we are letting go of our past. And in letting go of our baggage in regards to paradigms, we then in turn are releasing all that we have ever been taught to believe is the limitations of our reality. So if you let go of all that you have been taught from the conscious aspect, in other words, it's still there, it's still more or less formed your foundation as to the point of expanse that you've gotten to as a conscious being, so your baggage is ever-present, but it is no longer at the forefront and creating the paradigm that you now choose to experience. And it is this paradigm that is the shift that we are all undergoing at the moment. And this is, like I said, the trending spiritual expression that is being brought about by many at the present moment. And yes, uh, we are in the age of Aquarius, the golden age. It's supposed to promote 2,000 years of peace and all kinds of different glorious concepts of that nature. And, of course, the fifth dimension supposedly, uh, and, and I say supposedly because naturally I cannot concretely prove to you that I have transited from the third dimension to the fifth or the fifth to the seventh or the seventh to the twelfth or all of these kind of things because, again, this is a personal journey. It is an expression of my personal consciousness as undertaking these various shifts in dimension by changing vibration and changing frequency. So, uh, you know, it, it's, it's great to understand or to explore or to even experience all these vast expanses in consciousness and these various dimensions of frequency and vibration. But again, it is a personal uh, experience and eventually... Uh, what is going to happen is the entire race is going to shift in paradigm. And when we do, in turn, we will have a blending of the race in a way and a manner that has not happened as of yet. And that is being, uh, we shall share our consciousness uh, more explicitly and we shall be able to relate to each other more harmoniously on a heart-to-heart level and also from the aspect of being a sharing of the consciousness. In other words, the connection between us will become more concrete uh, spiritually and consciously, intellectually, and eventually emotionally as well. And of course, hopefully we will get there. I cannot tell you exactly when. I only know for a fact that we are being bombarded bombarded by all kinds of different energy shifts and energy downloads by our central sun. And, of course, now we undertake a full moon, and the moon, of course, uh, controls our waves, you know, our 
uh, synchronistic standpoint. Uh, it, you know, it encourages us to uh, basically see before us a very positive outcome uh, in things but it also uh, controls our oceans. And so therefore, it also instigates anything that we may be emotionally holding in. And that's why they say that people are always acting strange on a full moon because they are no longer holding back something perhaps that was deep within them that happened to be bothering them that needed expression. And of course, uh, oftentimes, it, these expressions are seen as very obtuse or very strange. So getting back to heavens, uh, you know, like I said, every culture, every heritage, uh, every civilization around the world, uh, down through time and our history, and also, of course, to the present day, there are many religious beliefs, and each of these religious beliefs, of course, designates exactly who uh, the gods and goddesses are, or deity, and in turn, what one will experience as a form of heaven when in fact they leave their present physical form and transit on as a spiritual essence alone and are no longer encumbered by a physical form to whatever grandiose heaven state that they may have in their perceive in their perception as to exactly what it is they are willing to experience or believe they will experience through faith of what heaven consists of. And again, I'm not sitting in judgment. I believe, you know, that everyone has a right to their own beliefs and, of course, their own faith. And, of course, each given individual has their own experiences in all kinds of different situations and so forth. And we welcome all, okay, without, uh, we accept all uh, perceptions and all walks in regards to tradition. Um, we do not sit in judgment of any particular belief. Uh, and we believe that all of the religious beliefs throughout the world, all of them in turn, hold a piece of truth deep within them. And that if you were to take each and every religion, which is something that I have done as a theologian and a religious scientist, and you gather the truth from each of these religions, and you put all of the various pieces of truth together, it is like solving a puzzle. And then you arrive at a grandiose picture of what the truth consists of and what kind of a picture it actually paints. And in reality, of course, it shows that we are immortal beings, as I have spoken, and that we have grandiose intelligence, we have a divine sense of being, and even to some degree, oftentimes a divine sense of purpose in regards to perhaps being here to do one particular act or help in one particular way or what have you. Uh, for example, teaching compassion or being a compassionate person, uh, teaching forgiveness or being a forgiving person, uh, teaching uh, how to be positive, uh, to always have a positive outlook because naturally like attracts like in the three-dimensional world. Now, when we start conversing upon the fifth dimension, then in turn you're talking about a reality in which there is far less negativity than there is in the here and now because the fifth dimension will not allow all of these lower frequencies to merge within it. In other words, it's, it's just like a stream, of, a stream of light, a specific frequency and vibration that you know, allows its own um, projection, its own existence, 
And by doing so, then, of course, other lower frequencies do not match and they cannot merge. And so that's why I come back again to the necessity of clearing baggage. And, of course, you know, as a given individual, I am constantly changing. I have gone over all of the trauma that I have experienced as a child and I have released it all. And I have stepped forward in the attempt to completely immerse myself within the light, per se, because you could say in a lot of regards, there, are, there is a great deal of darkness in our world in the fact being that, you know, people hold each other back. Uh, they have persecuted each other. Uh, they have treated each other uh, with inequality. They have treated each other, you know, from bias. They are constantly judgmental and all of these kind of things. And these are dark states of mental expression. They are not light because if they were light, then they would be conjoined with love and acceptance and true unity, per se, rather than separation, because separation in and of itself is an illusion, okay? In other words, we all come from one source of creation. Regardless of what you uh, see or design or believe deity to be, uh, it is a source of energetic consciousness that is outside of yourself and, of course, is in turn responsible for the entirety of creation, which, of course, creation goes in many levels, in many dimensions, and, of course, into many galaxies, into many universes, into the cosmos, and all of these various facets of exploration that one can undertake when you are no longer physically bound to your body as a spiritual entity, other than you could say that you are maintaining your physical self or you put your physical self into automatic mode while your spiritual essence essence goes, say, to the astral plane or say you want to visit the the Hall of Records, which is the the Akashic Records of all the lives that you have ever experienced. And this is something that you can readily do. There's nothing that you cannot do other than that which you you say to yourself, well, no, that's not possible, or no, I can't do that. Because when you start negating what you are capable of doing, then, of course, it is outside of the bounds of what you are willing to accept as a possibility. And so, again, it falls back to the baggage. You see, negative programming of limitation, and then, of course, it's reinforced by fear. And this fear, of course, tells you, Uh, No, you cannot do this or you cannot become that because you're afraid of doing so. And so these are all limitations that we put upon ourselves emotionally and mentally, and they all need to be overcome from the aspect being that once they are released, in other words, all the knowledge, the wisdom, and the experiences gathered from them as the lessons that they were, maybe at the time they were a challenge, maybe at the time they were a traumatic situation, And you have to understand that the trauma was not a punishment. The trauma was a deliberate act, uh, perhaps forced upon you physically by another person. And you are not the victim, and you are not the one that encouraged this to transpire. You simply happen to be a participant in that occurrence. And once you get to the point where you can look at it from that aspect, you completely release all the emotion that was tied up into that, and it becomes no longer uh, 
baggage for you because it is not coming forward into your present and it is not in any way tainting or projecting itself into your possible future. So, uh, that's pretty much uh, an explanation of consciousness to a, a large extent. Of course, uh, there are many, many dimensions and there are many, many uh, different levels of consciousness from the aspect being that you can transit into, uh, you know, different galaxies, you can transit into um, different planets, you can transit into uh, other beings' realities such as spaceships and, and transitory devices and things of that nature. And, of course, I can speak directly from experience, having been abducted at the age of five and having had a tracking device put in my nose, which was there for 30 years, and then in turn removed by a physical surgeon when I had uh, rhinoplasty or reconstructive surgery on my nose. And the tracking device was put there because, you know, I came into the world rather gifted. And again, gifts and uh, are expressions of spirit. And any and everyone is capable of, of expressing their gifts. And the gifts, of course, that I refer to are the psychic gifts because there is a psychic gift to each and every one of our physical senses. And then, of course, there are other gifts in addition to those, such as psychometry, the ability to learn the history of an object just by touching it. Uh, you know, telepathy, which, of course, uh, you know, is a means of communicating with another person's mind without having to physically speak. Uh, telepathy can also be used to foresee events in your immediate future. And your intuition steps in and basically is kind of a safeguard and allows you to know what's going to happen next sometimes, like who's going to be calling you on the phone or who's going to be knocking on your door. Or perhaps that, you know, maybe instead of taking this particular plane flight, you shouldn't take that one, but go for a later day or another, you know, a different hour or what have you. Your intuition is kind of like your gut reflex, but it's also got a spiritual connection with it from the aspect being that you can intuitively uh, reach out to other beings, okay, other spirits, other uh, entities per se, whether they be physical or non-physical. Um, and they're, you know, all of these gifts of the spirit are basically, in essence, ours by right and ours by inheritance, you could say. And again, uh, it is a sensitivity that can be developed and released within yourself. And these two vibrate at a specific frequency and vibration that allows you to see beyond the veil, per se, if you want to channel information from other entities or if you want to become a medium through which other entities that are on the other side of the veil reach across the veil to you so that they, they in turn can utilize you as a message deliverer to other persons that are physically incarnate now. Uh, so, you know, you can reach out into the spirit world and then eventually over time you begin seeing spirits and you begin having conversations with spirits and all of these different kind of things. And the spirits, you could say, are in the seventh dimension. In other words, that's the vibration or energetic rate that I give to the other side or uh, those that have passed over because uh, the veil that divides us is four dimensions away. So energetically speaking, this is even a higher vibration 
than the fifth dimension because in the fifth dimension we still have physical bodies, whereas in the seventh dimension physical bodies are no longer required. So we are still essence, we are still sparks of God, we are still sparks of the divine, and of course we still radiate an intelligence, we have an energetic footprint per se, or an energetic signature, uh, and in turn we have consciousness, and we have intelligence, and we have the center of being, which is love. And this love is unconditional, and it is very progressive from the aspect being that it enwraps around us constantly as a spiritual essence. So, Teresa, might you have something to add? Hello? Anyway, so that's that just my Go ahead. On, uh, Oops. Oh. Okay. Uh, well, we have our spiritual wellness guide, and there's a television show on now called Nine Perfect Strangers. I'm watching. I'm only on about five, but Janet Carolesson told me about it. My Ascension Center Network social media partner in Hawaii. She has ACOY uh, on Maui, and Thomas Hawksflood, Sinisi, has ACO on the Big Island working occasionally with Dr. Michael Sala. And we used to have people come and go in spiritual wellness and teach lessons. And we would travel around doing various events in the past with the profit companies. Uh, and Janet and, and Tommy met three events. But Richard and I are beginning all over together with a unique uh, southern <laughs> hospitality type of energy so i hope you guys uh enjoy our spiritual wellness guide we have this was before janet told me about nine perfect strangers yesterday and i had to join hulu to see it so this is something that is new for all of us to find out things on the planet uh, for entertainment and maybe even education because uh, right here on blog talk radio this was to communicate Mr. Levy with his father, and it turned into a big business for him, and he sold it and made a lot of money, which I don't see me doing because I don't own the algorithms or the, any of the uh, you know, equipment. But Richard and I don't either. We are a not-for-profit, and uh, sharing what we've done as individuals and uh, I believe, I strongly believe, I well, let's just say I know, because those in my intelligence community always say that we're doing uh, training me in the intelligence world. Um, God bless his soul. Many people are on the other side or stopped living here. So uh, the nice way to say it in our business, uh, in the charmed ones of three, the universe three, me, Richard, I had the power of three with Janet and Tommy, which all of you know, and we've got eight good years. And then, thank God, the universe provided me with another Thomas Knight and uh, his Scottish-Irish-American. He's here from California, but he's traveled the world, too, and had uh, times where he's made a lot of money. And we both worked for the government as contractors. And the Spiritual Wellness Guide is now up. I would like to have some weekly articles. If any of you feel like you are capable or uh, have an interest, and Richard knows this is a not-for-profit spiritual community, and it's considered like a church, folks, because we're asking for – the reason we chose the name Ascension Church Ohana Corp 
but by the time I got everything done, there were so many involved with the Catholic Church that we proposed uh, the three ACO Ascension Cosmos Oracles for our purpose of establishing for educational, spiritual, religious publications and broadcasting platform for online evangelists, which Richard and I are. <laughs> so uh, I'd like to know your input. And so, uh, you know, it takes all of us as individual sparks that Richard's sharing in consciousness. So uh, we can't force anyone to help us, and we're not guru god uh, cult or have a god or a Jesus complex or any of that. We're just individuals in a human form with some uh, past lives and purpose mission of being here now, which anybody at any time can choose to die. Okay, people can hang themselves and all that, but we're we're uh, in our we have articles and bylaws, and we're totally against suicide. So that was our bottom line. So we are about suicide prevention. Call nine one one if you know of anybody. But hopefully, you'll have support groups where we live. Now, Richard's in Georgia, and I'm in Florida, and we have to work according to the law. So we'll do things, all things according. Uh, how did the attorney tell me to say all things allowed by law? So we have a table deal going on for a profit and a not-for-profit. And Janet hates to sell from the podium, but she's been doing events from the stage, right? And uh, that's different. This is a church that is being established as an Internet church of evangelists. And we started with the Avatar Ascension Master's Guide and the Ace Life Coach Basic Introduction. And we do have books for those that can't afford to go to those uh, events or get uh, certified yet in, in, in our educational process. But we will be bringing another gentleman for ESP, parapsychology, in our indiv- individual uh, training in self-help. He's agreed to come on free next Thursday with Richard and I for a uh, radio show. It's Dr. Richard Allen Miller. But Richard... Uh, he uh, agreed to be like a associate director in our spiritual community. He knows he's part of it, and he's talked to my daughter Angela, our secretary, for our uh, growing our spiritual growth guidance. And each person has their own journey, and so we provide a friendly staff for pro- providing individual care as a spiritual guide and a life coach. So I assign an individual life coach. And my agency as Teresa, because I am the Ascension Master Guide, and I have worked with the Master Guides, included in many groups off-planet, and the Indian Nine is uh, one of the major groups that has guided us thus far with Star Trek and giving us many revelations of the future so we could work with extraterrestrials off-planet in this 3D reality. So a lot of people understand interdimensionals or they understand lucid dreaming or being taken up in that realm uh, through their dream space. We call it a dreamscape or the background. But as you live while you're living on earth and then not living on earth, there are people like Richard and I that understand and study our adult life we can't explain except to tell you that our our life and death experiences being on the other side guided us 
to metaphysics. And the occult and the metaphysical world are these supernatural, mystical experiences is what they say in science. So in the parapsychology neuroscience world, they're looking at quantum physics, and now we're looking at quantum consciousness. And Rupert Sheldrake and many people that write uh, about that because they have uh, masters or PhDs, and we've worked with a lot of PhDs. As a matter of fact, I set up my whole corporation based on academics, so we could be established in education with Dr. Uh, Philip Alexander Lesson, PhD in anthropology, uh, because the church that I have formed needed to be encrypted with folklore and the ace folk life situation of archiving oral and written histories. So uh, Richard's going to help write a book, and I've written several. Uh, my Avatar Ascension Master's Guide right now is for ET Seminars, Divine Expos, Game of Life Only. And it's only for those that have reached a level of at least CE5, out-of-body, near-death, Ascended Masters uh, choice, meaning the Ascended Masters are those that have helped establish globally uh, trains of thought, tracks of history in the Akashic field as the Ascended Master leaders. And some of you may know of them of, uh, of becoming enlightened like the Buddha. Uh, some may call uh, an enlightened human and yoga and uh, agon- uh There's so many Indian Hindu belief systems, but uh, Maitreya was the one that we saw in the Ascension Age in Hawaii that carried a large uh, following. And, of course, we have uh, Jesus, the Christ, that is a Christ consciousness mission to teach you how to go from here to there, uh, live and not live, like Enoch just, and he, Jesus and Enoch, were taken to the clouds and were no more, <laughs> whether in physical or, or spirit only. But that's what we teach here, is that your soul is immortal. Now, I work with, uh, I have worked globally, internationally with governments, people from around the world, and those that own satellites, which is a very uh, rich not very well known because uh, most of the people that have the controls that are pulling the strings in the world, they really don't like to be known that much. And uh, they have – most of them have their own guards, as Richard can tell you. He's worked for the rich and famous, as have I, because he and I have had to be bodyguards or help people get somebody rich and famous back because – he and I chose a path of teaching ourselves not only metaphysics, how to use our minds, our spirit, but consciousness. And when you use consciousness and you want to survive, you learn to survive. And uh, we also worked with Procter & Gamble in thriving. The, the threads that come forward, not only from the ascended masters to the avatar masters, but into the avatar ascension program. Now, that includes people that have written great movies, scripts, and uh, even people we know, including Steven Spielberg and his mother, and uh, how they got the story about me as a psychic from Hawaii that had, uh, as a little girl, had these experiences, and I had psychic powers, and they wrote, uh, he had somebody uh, write a book. They sent it to me from White Sands, New Mexico. Albuquerque and 
Roswell about myself. But the story was because while I was uh, relating in Hawaii and California, I was a psychic doing readings. So you'll know how uh, the past ancient history gets rewritten over and over and over again, even if the world cleans itself up, is through folk life and folklore. That's why the Ace Folk Life uh, banner or brand is so important in this Internet reality. So you know, and why ACO remains constant in the universe is uh, that little book that they wrote. Uh, I got no money for her, but the story was written and told to my uh, woman that worked with me. She didn't work for me, but she made a lot of money with me, making a lot of my products in California in L.A. So we can re, uh, retain consciousness to know how to manifest of course, I went to the Tony Robbins Wow and the five thousand dollar seminars and all that, but I had a lot of money back then. Plus, I had uh, doctors and people that believed in me for running the psychic network, forming my not for nonprofit in Hawaii. So, we created the universe and we created the internet together, all of us. But to make a long story short, my story was uh, told to the girl that was running the corporation, making my handbags and small leather goods, and uh, she wanted me to meet with Steven Spielberg in California. Of course, I had my own producers, and they wanted me to buy Bob Hope's office and you know all of that, and I had my own publicist and all that, but I didn't have time because I, was, I wasn't concerned about stories at the time. I was running a corporation, so sometimes, even though you've been in a human form prior and you carry Thor's hammer, even my name, Thurmond, Thurmond is uh, for Thor's protection. It goes back through England and uh, Scotland and Ireland and Norway and the Nordics and to uh, Lannis and what we called Moo, which uh, one of the guys' church were named Lemuria because of the lemurs there. That wasn't called Lemuria. That was the name given in a book and a story. So everything comes back to your consciousness and how you form your thoughts and memories, and then how do they return back to you? Now, if you'd like to see that story, I think you can still get it of uh, my story that was combined with my Texas family in Lubbock, Texas, and uh, how I met extraterrestrials in White Sands, and they took me aboard a ship. It's called Taken, I believe, and it's in a book. But uh, Steven Spielberg, the lady told uh, Steven Spielberg, my story, and wanted he wanted to talk to me, and she lived uh, in the same neighborhood or a few blocks over. She had a beautiful mansion, and of course she made a lot of money, right? And um, but she was, uh, I couldn't find time to meet with him, to be honest with you. But I know who he is, and I know that my story was good. And you can just talk to people, and I've had many people tell me, I said, I don't want any money, whatever. This is my story. It's interesting. If they want to make a story about it, fine, because it's true. It's my reality. And then later on in life, in 2016, I was asked to go in uh, Stanton T. Friedman, uh, who wasn't really spiritual or into stories, but he was into UFOs. He was uh, a nuclear person or worked with the government as a contractor. But he was following the Roswell story with Don Berliner, and he and Don Berliner had me on a case looking for books that were not – they were uh, – we, we found out there was a big deal all over the world, especially in publication, and people selling books but not giving the money back to the – like musicians' royalties or authors' royalties. So I got involved in a case there. So I was working all that, 
about the same time. So I had a lot of irons in the fires, investigators, corporate CEO, as a spiritual prophet leader of the Psychic Network and the Ascension Center and uh, making things happen, getting federal IDs and, you know, being known. But the, we, didn't have to, we didn't have a way in the government yet. Matter of fact, the government was way behind in uh, training people when I went through the military. Uh, on, uh, we had Sun Systems. We had IBM at NASA, and then we had Sun Systems at Great Lakes. But we had Wayne Computers and Na- uh, not NASA, uh, the Navy. And we were changing over, and we went with Microsoft from Wayne, W-A-N-G. So I was part of living all that. And so the moral of this story is when you think that you may or may not be doing something at the time in the now, for right now, like training you to hear Richard and I in this radio show, the fact that we have combined it and keep each other alive in this living of a three-dimensional, this is called a linear space and time, uh, I think more circular, as does Dr. Richard Allen Miller, which will be on Thursday, and we're like little kids, he says. But uh, we think we understand uh, a lot more universally. Now, I don't know that he's had a death and dying experience. That will be one of the questions we'll ask as to how we categorize him and others in our uh, life coaches with the ACE, uh, which is uh, ACE metaphysical institute but he has agreed to help richard and i on a book and helping everyone move forward with their conscious levels now when i have been in the presence of these people these extraterrestrials you can read about or watch the movie for made for television by steven spielberg uh when i was like i said in 2016 at the mid-south con they somehow psychically heard me tell my story and i didn't mention that book i didn't mention steven spielberg i didn't say anything they heard my story and knew who i was and says oh my god you're ali clark and little kids came up they had children there which shocked me and one of their pictures taken with me which they these kids and this was 2016 somehow psychically or if you want to say spiritually however you want to say that we're all connected to God uh, universally in our body, mind, and spirit, somehow knew that story. And I was like, they're too young to know that story. I mean, that came out years ago. I don't even remember when it aired, but uh, it was about Allie Clark and uh, her parents meeting and uh, having sex and she having these extra sensory perception powers, which I did. I had a few more besides that, Kinesis thing. But uh, this was... Uh, 51. Now, we've talked 47 and 35 because I have memories also, which Richard doesn't know, that Janet and I have shared as Ariel. I was one of the little extraterrestrial individuals that came and told a story uh, from a past life of uh, helping others uh, because one of my paths in this spiritual path is to share the consciousness that we have created in other universes of AI and biologicals working together and even genetically uh, like GMOs with your uh, seeds uh, that hybrids that share the expanse of the universes it's actually a known fact in our world and uh, many worlds keep these in these books underground and in basements like at the Catholic Church or in China our worlds of the tall giants with red hair and green eyes or hazel eyes and some of them six feet some of them eight feet some of them the giants and some of them 
uh, have learned the collection that uh, Constantine and Constantinople over a war are really over a bridge and a river and fighting another group of beings. Uh, they were all humanoids, but they each had a side of uh, bringing together uh, the thought process to bring in like pagan and uh, Catholic church, so to speak. But the Christian way of thinking, uh, this is all part of our history now and our ancient aliens and our ancient uh, folklore that we have combined to keep alive on the internet with Ace Folk Life and Ascension Center Organization. But the consciousness part of it is keeping it in the now. That is like a thought. It comes, it goes, and it's gone. Now, why we write books is to keep some of it. Now, we know that a lot, all of you know how Hitler tried to you know, get rid of uh, people with brown hair, black hair, and brown eyes. Even he had brown hair and black eyes, which was ridiculous. And this is still one of the ancient thoughts because he was seeking those from the Himalayas, and that was one of our groups that came to the planet. We actually had uh, uh, crashed and burned, so to speak, and left. Uh, we taught people how we could uh, take out our innards and align with gold and keep forevermore on the planet like Totham. Uh Of course, they had birds that in their belief to eat up and everything goes back to nature and that's fine too you can be eat up by animals in our birds and uh, that was one way they thought but where we came from the reason we were wanting to keep our bodies at that time to in case was to go back or at least let people know where we were at the time uh, because it, we wanted it to be left on the planet to tell a story of uh, how we came to this planet and how we started uh, helping others uh, because we had some that came here. So at the, both both of the teams I worked with in higher levels of thought in uh, this dimension and different lifetimes was to expedition our scent uh, to retrieve <laughs> others. But it got, it's been a continual process with those and other uh, levels of existence. And our governments all know about it, and uh, they're all run by the seven continents, the seven major continents. And uh, we just didn't talk about it unless it was in uh, written forms of the ancient history as we taught it to the children and through folklore and the oral words. So this was oral was only what they had. Now let me tell you how that worked. Before we came to this planet and out in space, we had a higher level of existence like fiber optics versus carbon or co what they call copper lines on the planet, so like uh, radio waves. Before mankind understood radio waves, we communicated, but we didn't need to speak, uh, even though we have mouths for, and we have vocal cords and lungs and all of that, but there was a time when we... Uh, did not have to communicate in airwaves and gravitation like we have here on this planet. So this is all part of our history that we share among the gods and goddesses and the angels and the archangels. And if you work with the archangels, uh, I'm sort of new to that. I guess I, sh I, I really shouldn't say that because I don't know all my memories yet. <laughs> neither does Richard, neither does anyone, okay, because uh, we don't know really how far back our soul goes. 
And in the stuff we've left on the planet, we say the Gulf of Souls. That's as far back as we go. And the Gulf of Souls, which I've seen in other universes, are the, the river of life. Uh, this is a place of the El Gods. And uh, we'll say that some of the uh, gods that came down and taught humans, like the Abrahamic face, the three Abrahamic Christian Muslims and Jews, all had one of the El Gods uh, speaking and had them wandering around 40 days and 40 nights uh, and leading them with mana and taught them how to uh, survive based on the fact that the, their gods fed them and led them and uh, didn't one much about teaching them on day-to-day life on how to raise a cow or a horse or a pig or a goat or land, but they did divide them into hunters and gatherers and those. So this has been a war going on from the time humankind came on the planet, not just communicating and learning how to speak, was how to teach humankind to survive. Now, the whole point of having uh, the expanse, now this is just what I understand at the higher levels, and these are what are taught in all your world religions. They're all empirical. And uh, you can go study it, study all the world religions, read them all. And, uh, you know, most people choose the uh, planet and the continent and culture they were born to. Okay, so, you know, like when I was in India, I was Indian and I believed Hindu. So that's what I was born into and that's what I lived and died and came back. So when I was in China, uh, I was actually tall, red hair, green eyes. And, you know, I did my thing there, but people all looked up to me and I came and went in an extraterrestrial ship, and, and I left again, and I came back. So, you know, when you're in China, you're Chinese. When you're in India, you're Indian. So that's uh, how they say now, and it's understood, uh, that Hitler was wrong. You know, Hitler was from a certain caste. Uh, they call it uh, these beings that come from brown hair. My husband had brown hair, brown eyes. He was of a different caste, class in space of uh, humanoid species, and we're, we're just called humanoids. Humanoids are uh, body, mind, spirit, but we also have heads, legs, arms, and torsos. So these are languages we speak, and we also speak with our soul, and our soul speaks with our source of energy, and those that are like, I would call Jesus Christ, for lack of knowing a better name, meeting Jesus, I don't have a Christ complex because I've already met him, been there, done that, got that T-shirt. But that's why I'm able to hold the Ascension Master uh, level for the Ascended Masters as a chosen one for the empirical studies of historical events and why they allow me these airwaves. Uh, If they didn't want me to do this, trust me, the governments in the world would not allow me to speak to you on this radio station. But the trick is to be in the world and not of it, but to also be humble and have morals and integrity and to only speak that which is of the divine revelation, meaning that every word that comes out of your mouth, you have a choice to make it so, like Star Trek. So back to that, stories and movies. The Steven Spielberg movies were no coincidence. They were guided. Gene Roddenberry was guided. Einstein was guided. Even Nikola Tesla was guided, and I was allowed to see off-planet, not on-planet, the videos of them holding bricks in their hand because back in the day, 
the reason we are taught at every level to exist and to understand your morals and integrity and reality of how to perform, we are all supposed to be allegedly, if you follow your lifestyle choices correctly due to morals and the laws of the universe, we are the stewards, meaning we learn to steward and take care of the planet, and we live long and prosper, but we also, you know, go forth and multiply. <laughs> that was the old God. You know, go forth and multiply. So, you know, we had a male and a female, and we are biologicals, and they're used a male and a female pretty much universally. They still don't do the uh, – regardless of what people think on this planet, they don't do uh, the non-womb uh, uh, humanoids. Now, they've learned to reprocreate, which we all know now, don't we, in DNA and RNA, because we've allowed that to be known on the planet. So the words we choose take on a, a very exceptional meaning. There, for we have chosen to use spirituality, wellness, and work, because each human, when you're here, you can live and die, uh, whether you're extraterrestrial or not, meaning your spirit, which we... Uh, talk about in your consciousness. You are not your consciousness. You are not your mind. You are not your brain, okay? So this is, uh, you're much more than that because we are all connected. And when I am taken from this planet and up to where I am trained directly with beings in this empirical experiment, research and development, uh, they take me and they teach me and I'm still learning. So we're all students. We're all teachers. We have to be humble. We have to be moral. And we're building together a bridge from this universe to another. Now, the universes that God will say, uh, if you want to call it male, female, or everything that we don't know, put that outside of your knowingness. And this was the hardest lesson Lesson when I was uh, getting my comeuppance on the planet was to learn from investigators uh, that uh, worked for the spiritual police, so to speak. Uh, they monitor the extraterrestrials uh, that teach uh, like the gods, have their own empirical space force like uh, – Star Wars, boom, 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 boom. <laughs> so they created uh, lessons in these gaming uh, lessons, like we have video games and virtual reality games. And I'm not saying I approve or don't approve. I pl I'm guilty of playing games. The game of life was the one that was the hardest for people to learn because you came down in the virtual reality. And now we're returning back to VR again. And this is this was the lesson. I was chosen to teach. I didn't want to teach it. I've taught it before. I've worked uh, in past lives uh, as a part of both the beginning and the end in the Word, and the Word was without form. And so we say the Word was God or the Word was with God. So that is where we begin with God in most world religions, G-O-D. So I call that good on delivery. <laughs> in this reality, in the way that I want to speak to others. And I have spoke at a podium in front of people January 19th, delivered my expose, disclosure, full disclosure that alien civilizations exist, 
and that my husband drew some of the spacecraft not of Earth origin, and it's all over the Internet now on hundreds of videos. So what I'm teaching you now is not new. As a matter of fact, the same story has been repeated, regurgitated over and over and over again. So it just depends on who the storyteller is. And Enoch and Gabriel, Angel Gabriel, comes down and tells people, and things become transparent and historical and orally spoken about around campfires, then written down on fire-clayed tablets, and then religions get made, and people follow them. So this is what's happening today. This reality is that the Ascension Age is real, that alien civilizations exist, that the El Gods come and go from this planet, and they have extraterrestrials at various levels, and they're empirical universes, and uh, the seven heavens are no coincidence, and the angels are existence, and they don't have wings, by the way. That was artist renditions. There was never such thing as wings. That was meant to show you that they can levitate. And in the planets where I have been taken to, and some of them keep growing, I have to admit that I'm still, when I work on the planet, and we're talking the Earth, this planet, Gaia, Earth, Sophia, I can still know what fear is, and I try to tell people, and I keep convincing myself I don't fear anything, because my uh, humanoid uh, programming is to fear snakes. I don't like spiders and snakes, <laughs> but also I don't like wars. I don't like fighting, and I don't like guns and weapons or drugs. Right now, I'm very much against controlling other humanoids with drugs, and uh, you know, people all have their own testimonies. So while we're sharing energy, it's not religions. It's spirituality, and each person has their own spiritual path including Pastor Richard and Pastor Teresa. Now, Teresa of Ascension is a book out there, and Bill M. Tracer helped me write that, Teresa of Ascension, and that was so we could get the word out there before we even understood what all it was going to entail in creating a whole new Ascension age in the future. So this was 10 years, maybe 20 years back. I'm not, let's see. No, it's about 10 years ago, and uh, now we're in the future. Now, being what... Uh, powers we have as uh, ascension masters, we can do a lot of things. We can bend time. We can time travel. We understand uh, parallel dimensions. We understand planes, realms. Uh, we have ways to come and go. Uh, we're uh, bilocators. Uh, we phase space in and out of reality, and these are things that people can do if they believe they can. That was why Jesus said, if you only had the faith of a mustard seed, you could move mountains, so to speak, because all you had to do is say mountain move, and it would, because that is where you're going if you aren't there now. So you need to say, I don't have that kind of faith yet. <laughs> but believe me, there are things that powers, and the magic is returning to the planet because it's time to level up in the game of life. So what we're doing is we've been training our children to work. Some of them are going to be warriors, spiritual warriors. Some of them are going to be spiritual trekkers, meaning explorers. Some of them are going to be the stewards and the Terrans of the Earth bases like this one. 
that will go with NASA and SpaceX. And uh, we just put six people in space, contractually, meaning they're not trained military and they're not uh, of any type of uh, chosen thought process other than SpaceX chose six people for a what we call an individual or outside of our uh, protocol for governments. And we'll see how that goes uh, because uh, at one time the government and NASA and uh, we put them under civilian uh, projects, which I'm very aware of. Now, with the way I work, I have a, a foundation. I have a format. Oh, shoot. And I've got to turn it over to Richard. <laughs> Richard, back to you. Goodness. Somebody needs my attention, Richard. So you're going to have okay. to speak. Thank you. Well, needless to say, I mean, Teresa shared quite a bit of her past experience and off-world experience and other life experience. And I would like to come forward and say that, yes, I have done the same. I've had many thousands of lives on this planet. Uh, I've had planet, you know, planet experiences in other galaxies. Uh, you know, possibly, who knows, I may be a mixed seed race at the moment, for all I know. Um, but yes, the ascension process is, like I said, it's very simple. It is a matter of changing vibration and frequency. Okay, and this is what allows you to transit between dimensions. It's also what allows you to transit as a free spirit into other realities, uh, whether they be timelines, whether they be planes of existence, whether they be uh, different realities as far as the cosmos is concerned or the galaxy or uh, the universe or universes. Uh, there is a great deal of understanding. The majority of the time, of course, this is all what you would call compressed knowledge or a knowingness that resides within our spirit and not necessarily something we would call upon or draw down into our physical mental consciousness as a human being. But it is there, and yes, this is again knowledge that any and everyone can acquire simply by willing it into place or willing to have that knowledge. Uh, as your saying goes, ask and you shall receive, knock upon the door and it shall be open to you. And even Christ himself said that, you know, there shall be many that come after me that shall do even greater things than I. Which is, of course, to imply that on a spiritual level, yes, for the most part, we are all brothers and sisters. However, on a physical level, it is quite a different tale indeed. For naturally, you know, uh, he came to show that our spiritual selves are our true selves. And our physical selves are just that, just our physical nature and our physical, uh, mental, emotional uh, beings. Whereas our spiritual selves are in fact immortal and everlasting and of course a spark of God or a spark of the creative source that is very individual and yet at the same time comprised of a unified consciousness. And then, of course, you get into artificial intelligence, uh, robotics. You know, we have made great, great strides in this particular area. And, of course, there are uh, other ways that even surgeries are now being uh, done through the use of robotic uh, applications and arms and different things simply because a machine can be more steady and more precise in the application of a laser, for example, or uh, things of this nature than a human arm would be. Um, 
However, of course, it still takes the human intelligence to direct the robot as to what to do. Uh, and of course, you know, there are robotic assembly lines and things of this nature. So we have advanced in this regards progress-wise. Um, and there is, uh, so the, you, you come upon a great amalgamation of all kinds of knowledge, all kinds of history, all kinds of different dimensions, all kinds of different frequencies and vibrations and starlight and the absolute light and then, of course, love generated by the source of all. And, of course, we all exist in this sea of love as individual spiritual beings that are unified with our entire family of spiritual entities. Whereas in a conscious reality from the aspect being that uh, we are in turn, you know, looking upon ourselves as human beings with the perception that our human consciousness and our human reality is the extent to which we exist. When in reality, of course, we are spiritual entities having a physical experience and not physical beings attempting to have a spiritual experience. And so, yes, we have life paths that have uh, demonstrated, you know, all kinds of experience out of necessity or out of culture or out of uh, heritage and so forth around the world, uh, not only in this given decade or this given uh, millennia per se, but in millennia that have gone long before. And all of these, of course, are upon our spiritual path so that in turn we can have various experiences as different given individuals, be it different genders, be it different societal status, be it different uh, caste members, and so on and so forth. So you could look at, you know, our spiritual selves are utilizing our physical selves to take part in a grandiose learning situation. And yes, we are appointed, uh, chosen at times, selected uh, to bring about uh, or get out and around through the airwaves, whether it be through uh, the transition of a radio show or be it a podcast or be it a YouTube presentation or be it a, a movie or whatever the media happens to be. Uh, and of course, now all kinds of forms of different writing. Uh, we can do it both physically in a regular book, which is very old school now, because now, uh, there is a great deal of electronic writing that transpires and can be accessed through e-books and even books that in turn are given voice um, these days. So we have a tremendous amount of knowledge, all of which pertains to us as much as we wish, wish to perceive or pay attention that was a bit bizarre, but anyway, a bit of reverberation there. Who knows? Uh, anyway, it's all, and yes, we are here to share knowledge. We are here to share experience. We are here to share wisdom and all that has come forward. Yet at the same time, there is a knowingness that we all recognize uh, when we hear a specific piece of truth or we recognize something as being very familiar whereas previously it might not have been. Um, and we have aha moments, and we have deja vu. And yes, we run into those 
that obviously must have a very similar heritage to our own because there is a psychic connection, a telepathic connection where you don't even have to verbally speak. Voices, uh, you know, knowledge is transited from mind to mind. I have had one one instance where there was a given individual uh, that I shared that experience with and it was very unique indeed. But uh, you know, and I, like Teresa, I def- definitely discourage anyone from using uh, drugs of any kind because, you know, uh, they take you away from your regular waking consciousness or your awareness of yourself. And they take from you also the ability to perform functions such as driving. Uh, and naturally, you know, if you get behind the wheel of a car, you're not only taking responsibility for your own well-being, but also for the well-being of all the other drivers and all of those who might be on bicycles or motorcycles or walking along the road. Uh, these are all persons that become part of the environment when you step behind the wheel. So it's essential that, you know, you be sober and functional to your, you know, the utmost capacity that you can perform under those given conditions. And of course, you know, uh, unfortunately, drugs have a very serious downside and, and I don't like to get into negativity, but at the same time, it is something that we need to turn away from as a society simply because, uh, you know, uh, they're controlling and they create delusions and they create all kinds of mental uh, things that go on that in turn can trap a given individual consciously, emotionally, and even to a certain extent mentally as well. Um, There's dependence, of course, such as addictions and these kind of things. But again, you have to understand that the whole of life as an experience, it comes down to choices, okay? And it is what you choose as a given individual as to what you will experience, and in turn, what you choose to experience opens and expands your awareness, opens and expands your consciousness per se in the fact being that you now understand that there is a great deal more going on in conscious reality as far as a spiritual entity is concerned as there is in comparison to purely being human and purely being limited in the fact being that, you know, you accept this and this alone as your personal reality. Now, I mean, again, everyone is welcome to their free choices, you know. We are all independent beings, and we are all going on our own particular spiritual journey, and our physical journey, and our mental journey, and our emotional journey. And these all are combined so that in turn they express ourselves as a spiritual entity, uh, evolving and, you know, relating to each other here in the physical world and also relating to each other in the spiritual planes of existence and spiritual reality. And I hope that, you know, our future portends that we shall in turn become more unified because this dissension with war and conflict and violence and all of this needs to come to an end simply because uh, human life is much more precious than all of the things that can be gathered unto us. Just as uh, our spiritual selves are eternal, and of course, if you decide that you know you don't want to uh, participate physically anymore, then of course you are entitled to be 
a spiritual being and you may experience another life in another planet, in another galaxy, in another universe, in the cosmos, or maybe even become nothing more than the spiritual entity that you are and just kind of pop in here and there as you so choose to experience. Um, this is also within the realm of possibilities simply because all possibilities are unlimited. There is the only limitation that stands in our way is ourselves. And that's probably one of the key things that we should uh, really, truly aspire to accept fully on all levels. And that is, you know, that our worst enemy is ourselves because we are constantly standing in our own way with limitations saying that no, we can't do that or no, that's not possible, etc., etc. When in actuality, all things are possible and you are fully capable of experiencing any and everything that you wish to experience if you so choose to do so. However, you also have to understand that in a dualistic world, of course, there's a positive and negative, and of course, all negative actions have consequences, and all positive actions have consequences. And of course, the more positive you are, the more positive interactions you draw to yourself and the more positive experiences you draw towards yourself, whereas the opposite is also true. So all of this is the amalgamation of what we experience. And yes, history is important because it becomes an overall foundation, like a uh, basically an acacia record of all the different lives that you've ever lived, wherever it happened to be, uh, not purely just here on Earth, but purely in all different realities, in all different dimensions, in all different places, times, and existences, uh, vibrationally and dimensionally. Uh, and they, in turn, give us a great wealth of knowledge and experience. And, of course, we don't have a need for the majority of that wealth of knowledge while we are here on the planet Earth as a human being. But... To have access to it is very, very uh, fortunate and very valuable at times as well. So, I do believe that we have expanded quite uh, well in regards to the subject matter of consciousness because consciousness, of course, is nothing more than the sense of being, um, you know, and we have feelings, of course, which are our emotions, we have feelings of physical touch and, of course, our physical bodies, which give us sensations 24-7, some good, some bad, some indifferent, uh, you know, such as hunger and the needing to rest and, and things of that nature. And then, of course, sometimes we're out of sorts. And we are capable of creating a very splendid world if we will take a breath and give ourselves a chance instead of allowing all of the uh, negative past to be projected into the now so that in turn it continues on and on and on and on and on. Instead, I would suggest that we disrupt this path that we are upon and create a new one of a much higher vibration and a much higher frequency so that in turn we can live in unity and we can have peace and we can have harmony and we can have love in a grandiose scale, not from the aspect of uh, carnal love or intimacy, but from the aspect of spiritual love that is all accepting and totally and completely 
unconditional, or as it's commonly phrased, agape. So, on and on we go into all kinds of different realities, all kinds of different dimensions, all kinds of different planes of existence, all kinds of different experiences, and some of them are, for the most part, experienced out of body. Um, and, of course, out-of-body experiences are, again, like stories that we share with each other because they are very personal. Uh, we were not, you know, we didn't get together as a group and say, okay, tonight we'll, the six of us are going to travel out-of-body and we're going to visit such a place. Not that that's impossible because, again, that could be very, very possible if, in fact, you were all like-minded individuals and you all shared the same visual perception of where it was you wanted to travel to. However, this is not something that commonly happens, okay? Now, yes, in meditative states, again, if, you know, I've stood before a group of 100 people and directed meditation and said, okay, well, we're, this is where we're going to visit and this is where we're going to experience. And, of course, they are in sympathy to what they are being guided to experience. So, therefore, the group of 100 people had very similar experiences at the time. And, of course, knowledge works the same way. You know, knowledge is the sharing of a topic of information, uh, whether it be science or whether it be literature or whether it be history or whether mathematics or whatever the given topic happens to be. The teacher, of course, is standing in front of the class indicating that, you know, this is the knowledge that they are sharing on this given topic. And, of course, you know, the class is regulated and uh, there are, certain, you know, rules of uh, good interaction and so forth, and again, knowledge is being gained. But the most concise amount of knowledge that is gained instantaneously is through experience. And then, of course, you combine experience and knowledge together, and you gain wisdom, because you have done this before. As Teresa was saying, yes, uh, when it came to the Christ, uh, been there, done that, earned the t-shirt. Uh, and the same can be re alluded to in, in lots of different realities, uh, civilization-wise, uh, time travel-wise, uh, lifetimes ago, and so forth. And uh, the thing that matters the most is the experience and the wisdom that was poured forward into the now that can be related on or relied on and based upon uh, current personal experiences and kind of give serve as a guide, you might say, that allows you to understand that, hey, this is why this is because it has this history and, you know, these, these particular, uh, this particular culture or this particular country or this particular civilization or what have you relates to things based on these precepts and based on these, this knowledge and this understanding. And that is how and why we relate to each other. And so, again, we have a conscious perception of another human being being in our immediate midst or our immediate experiential field, as do they of us. And, of course, we energetically accept each other and we energetically uh, communicate to each other through body language, through uh, facial expression, as well as speaking. Um, and then, of course, there is emotional sentiment that can be shared and, of course, physiological uh, interactions that can occur as well. And all of these are parts and parcels of consciousness. Uh, consciousness is what rules our 
physical selves. And then, of course, when you start aspiring into spiritual consciousness, it is your spirit and it, the consciousness of your spirit that actually regulates all of the conscious actions and interactions and experiences that you have while you are here on earth as a human being. And of course, your spirit is not limited to any one given experience at any given moment. You have the ability to be several places at one time if that were, is your desire and your choice. Uh, you know, our free will is utmost in this reality, and free will, of course, is utmost in our spiritual reality as well. So, this is where it all comes down to consciousness, and consciousness is very important. And, of course, consciousness and awareness go hand in hand, because naturally we need to be aware of things, places, people, and interactions as well to enrich our consciousness. And it is overall very, very interesting and quite an experience, to say the least. Uh, and, of course, you know, uh, I like Teresa said, yes, we have lots of videos and there are lots of books and there's lots of different skills that can be acquired and lots of different knowledge to be ascertained. And it is all based on the fact of where you wish to be. You know, if you wish to have a business, if you wish to market yourself, if you wish to market a business, if you wish to market a book, if you wish to uh, make a presentation, whether it be on the radio or through YouTube or through podcasts, all of these various spectrums of media are very great in the fact being that it allows us to share with each other, you know, illuminated thoughts or shared experiences and these kind of things. And it is done so in hopes that some minor part or whatever may enrich you, not only consciously, but knowledge-wise and awareness-wise as another uh, part and participant in the great sea of love and the great sea of existence. So, with all that said, uh, you know, we we welcome anyone who would like to come and present themselves, uh, share their stories, perhaps of extraterrestrial uh, experiences or encounters. Uh, anyone that has had, you know, some kind of spiritual experience uh, that was out of body or even near-death experiences, uh, those would be welcome as well. And of course, we, like she said, we are trying to create a club that is all accepting where basically we have uh, all kinds of interested folks that are willing to share knowledge and willing to share experience because this in turn enriches our lives uh, not only for ourselves but then in turn for anyone else that may happen to be become interested at some future point and read a book or you know uh, read articles you can also write articles for our magazine uh, there are just all kinds of different facets of what uh, Teresa has created in cyberspace um, under all kinds of different brands and different logos with all kinds of different websites and all kinds of different uh, proliferation in that regards. And cyberspace, of course, has basically breached the gap because now you can sit at home and be on your computer, and yet you can reach out to anyone in the world. 
And of course, information and knowledge are far more accessible than they ever used to be because now all you have to do is search on your computer for any given topic that you wish to become knowledgeable on and you can find all kinds of experts in that given field or books that have been written. And of course, there are all kinds of podcasts and YouTubes and, and different things of this nature that will enlighten you in regards to that given topic. So, yes, we have the world at our fingertips, which is quite a way of coming about in comparison to where, say, we were 50 or 70 years ago when computers had yet to be invented. Uh, we were all relying on the fact that, you know, we had to meet in person and we shared stories and experiences with each other directly in person or at the very best we could pick up a phone and reach you know up through the phone to anyone else around the world eventually um, that took a bit of accomplishment but yes that did become a uh, a means of communication as well over time and then of course we have the satellites that beam all kinds of television programs and you know the television itself has become a far more advanced than it ever used to be uh, I can remember back in the day when we had five channels. Now you, now you can have as many channels as you have the money to pay for, basically speaking. Um, and it seems that, you know, again, there's separation in regards to uh, what television stations what want to broadcast and who wants to stream live information and stream various kinds of programs and so forth. And, you know, it, Unfortunately, the bottom line is, of course, you have to pay more money in order to experience uh, what at one point in time was absolutely free. Now, of course, uh, with uh, demands society-wise and everything else, entertainment is becoming more centralized and it's becoming more costly uh, from the aspect being that it is costing you at least you know, a couple, couple times over what you would pay to go see a, a movie at the theater. It is costing you that now to, to sign up for live streaming television on a particular application or a particular channel and so on and so forth. But our communication has expanded drastically. It is no longer an absolute must that you have to meet someone in person. Instead, now you can sit and have Zoom meetings where it's almost like being in the same room with someone or you can have uh, other kinds of, uh, there's Skype and there's a, a number of other apps that allow you to basically do the same thing where you can actually see the person that you're talking to. So it's not purely on phones, though that technology too is coming forward as time goes by. But again, you see, we're talking about energy being translated into frequency, being translated into light, and then in turn emitted over fiber optics or uh, you know, 5G, et cetera, et cetera, in regards to that information being spread all over the place, whereas uh, the field of expression was much more limited uh, in the past. And so our consciousness expands and our awareness expands and our abilities to do things and to reach more of an audience has expanded tremendously. Um, again, it, you know, it used to be that if you were a speaker on a given platform or presented certain kinds of information and knowledge, then in turn you would have to go on a speaking circuit where you went from auditorium to auditorium or college to college 
or whatever you know your means of presentation were now heck you can do the same presentation live on YouTube and reach thousands or even millions of people um, at the same given moment and again this allows us to explore various categories of interest in regards to researching knowledge or having presentations done upon a given fact and this is where we are headed we are becoming more and more conscious and we are becoming more and more aware of our spirituality and reaching towards the point where our spirituality is going to become foremost in regards to overtaking or at least acknowledging the presence thereof in regards to that being just as real if not more real than our pure physical selves and our physical awareness and our physical consciousness mentally emotionally and physically of course so Teresa you there coming to the end of the show I think we have about nine minutes left roughly speaking give or take because it's naturally unfortunately there was some kind of technical difficulty in getting on the air today for some reason or other but we are here and we are here to be guides we are here to be teachers uh, and we you know welcome any and everyone that has a story uh, that they would like to share we welcome anyone that you know has spiritual experiences or spiritual insights that they would like to share or for that matter you know experiences of with extraterrestrials or out-of-body experiences or near-death experiences all of these kinds of experiences are treasured and of course if you are a person that would that seem that you have come to the cognizant recognition that you have some personal truth that you would like to share that is not offensive to anyone and you know radio is a great resource um, and of course there is YouTube and there is podcasts and all these kind of different mediums and but you would be most welcome here with Teresa and I um, and yes we are going to have dr. Richard Allen Miller who is going to be our guest this upcoming Thursday and we respectfully welcome his company uh, he is a very brilliant individual and has studied all kinds of different matters of science and uh, is foremost in, in a number of spiritual topics and so forth and we look forward to his presence and the ability to share his company and gain insights and knowledge directly from him uh, if you would like to be interviewed or if you would like to share your story feel free to get a, a hold of me at RT Knight that's my initials Richard Thomas Knight knight 35 at gmail.com or you can reach Teresa at TJ Morris agency TJ M O R R I S agency dot com uh, or rather at gmail.com uh, and of course you know this is the radio show ET TJ Morris radio TJ Morris ET radio dot com and of course we're broadcasting over block talk radio and it has been an, an absolute pleasure to share with you these various insights and experiences on this Sunday and I hope that you have been uh, better moved uh, from the aspect being that you realize now that first and foremost you're a spiritual entity that is far more vastly 
divine and uh, capable of doing things than perhaps you perceived previously, and to understand that, you know, uh, you are never alone, that you are always in a family of beings, um, spiritually speaking, and that in turn, you are also surrounded by all kinds of loved ones and angelic beings and guardians and teachers and all of these various assistants that are there and all you have to do is ask for assistance and it is gladly given on any level in any dimension in any frame of reference at any given moment and that is who and what we are we are conscious beings of energetic consciousness on a spiritual level that transit across all kinds of planes of existence and of course we come here to gain physical experience and to share physical experience with other human beings so i believe that's put a wrap on things pretty much if you have any questions you're welcome to communicate with either myself or teresa uh, if you have any suggested topics that you would like to hear presented or explored further by all means do suggest those as well uh, if you have a book to write we would love to help you write the book or publish the book or get it out there so that persons can read your book and so forth and like Teresa said she has already done numerous books and hundreds of YouTube videos on various topics sometimes with interviews or presentations with other persons other times just particular topics of interest um, and there's all kinds of uh, knowledge and awareness out there you just have to decide that that is something you're interested in and go for it so with that Teresa are you there I don't know I guess you must have been called away for a good lengthy time or what have you but uh, we enjoy of course sharing on this spot in time and on Sundays and yes our modem of operation or our central guide you could say is spirituality which is a very very large topic indeed and then there is also Wednesday nights that is shared with ladies uh, various topics that ladies might be interested in and then Thursday night is men's night and uh, either one or both we may share interviews of other given individuals that may be of interest or uh, we can also share various topics uh, such as you know ufology and ETs and all of that kind of thing which is more so the focus during the week than it is necessarily on Sundays though on Sundays when you when you talk about spirituality and spiritual consciousness uh, extraterrestrial life forms and uh, you know persons in different planes of existence such as Christ and Saint Germain and uh, the Buddha and several other masters that I can name uh, on down through history that have all come forward to share basically the same message and that is that we are more than we appear to be that there is a spiritual side to us and that side is sustained by the purity of love so I don't know uh, I you know unfortunately uh, mr. Ben Pelham who I gladly send a shout out to this afternoon 
uh, he was welcome to come on today. Um, perhaps, you know, life got in the way or what have you. Um, but uh, he has YouTubes out, and he's also produced a book, from my understanding. And, you know, he's uh, done all kinds of observations of the moon and observations of Antarctica and observations of bodies of water around the world that basically substantiate that evidently ETs are, in fact, not only here and alive, but probably among us, because there appear to be all kinds of structures under the waters and uh, in, under the ice and even upon the moon, for that matter. So, a uh, great shout-out to Ben Pelham uh, and all of our other associates and friends. Uh, we deeply respect and honor you, and we send bunches of love to our audience and all of that, uh, you know, we appreciate your presence here, we appreciate your following us, and we appreciate any insights or shares uh, of information and so forth that you would like to share with us in the future. Teresa, are you there? Anyway, she seems to be absent for the moment. I'm sure she will come back in to close out the show, I would hope. Uh, but it has been an, a serious enjoyment of sharing all these conversations and all of this information with all of you. And we sincerely appreciate it. And if you would like to become a member of our ACO club, you can join us for $5 a month. And this will give you access to all kinds of different uh, teaching materials and, and various things, conversations and history. And it is all very, very, very good. Um, we look forward to sharing with you in the future. And it's been a pleasure. Hello? Teresa? Would you be so kind as to rejoin us now? Hello? Anyway, I don't have the the ability to completely close out the show, but um, I would hope that at least she's listening to some extent. Um, we do our presentation normally from 5 to 7 Eastern and 4 to 6 Central, and of course 1 to 3 Pacific. And, of course, uh, different time zones around the world to have different presentations at different times. Uh, we love and appreciate you all. We send you love and light and positive energy wherever you are, whatever your life experience is at the moment, and that you have blessings of good health and prosperity and abundance, no matter what your experience may be. With love and light, always, uh, we welcome you here every Sunday, Wednesday, and Thursday evening. May you all be blessed and have a most excellent experience in life. Teresa, hello. So anyway, uh, we're having technical difficulties, uh, you know, storm weather uh, situations in the air. 
have created a disruption in both internet and other forms of communication, including the radio. So we are going to try our best to uh, bring this program to a close. We wish you all the best and have a most uh, interesting and uh, blessed Sunday evening, wherever you may be in the world. And with that, we say good night and we say farewell until Wednesday evening when it will be Women's Night. And you can join Melinda D'Amico and Miss Teresa J. Morris for that presentation on Wednesday. And then, as I've said, it would be uh, Men's Night on Thursday, which is open to topics depending on, in this instance, of course, we're going to be interviewing Dr. Richard Allen Miller, and we welcome his presence and look forward to it very most seriously. Thank you, and I bid you all adieu.